0: One, one quick joke. One quick joke.
1: How do you get a tissue
2: to dance?
0: How do you get a tissue to dance?
2: You put a little boogie in it. <laughs>
0: Star of the show.
1: Well, it was the uh, certainly the highlight of the last couple nights here was uh, James on the broadcast and the uh, highlight of this night tonight, joined by a trio of all stars. Lisa Sherber is here, of course, the director of patient and family programs the play lady at the Jimmy Fun, Joe Castiglione, and Chris Berman, the guys who've been calling the action. You guys got a chance to talk to James tonight and brought some life to the booth, and I thought uh, the energy he has given what's going on in his life was just uh, otherworldly here tonight. Uh, if you can't, and you
2: just listen to it, Mutt, just now again, it, it brought a <laughs> smile to our face. Seven years old, like you're going into, what, second grade, James Gould. We read in Go the little answer, bio that yeah. that he's, yeah, he tells some good jokes. Okay, seven years old. All right, yeah, fine, right? Why did the chicken cross the road? You know, you figure it, it's mud. his. He lit up the whole state of Massachusetts with this energy joke. He certainly did. I don't know why he calls his sister Chunky Monkey. She's a little doll. <laughs> she's but. four years old. I mean, she's not chunky.
0: No, and the uh, parents are great, but this kid does just brimming with personality and every time we ask lisa sherbert to get us a kid to put on the air she picks the most personable kids and it's amazing how they just open up
2: they he felt like he'd been doing it all his life first of all in front of it's like a night at the improv
3: it really is and that's how he is when he comes to the jimmy fun clinic every tuesday there comes james and and sadie and mom and dad and and he just keeps us laughing and he just is—he uh, just has something about him that is pure joy. It's—it's it's just like it's just in him, and he just—it's contagious. In spite of everything. Well, in spite I, of everything. I
1: saw him make two UFC fighters' hearts melt uh, in the booth there tonight, and I'm curious. so uh, Joe's right—you you bring these amazing people on the air for a couple of days, both on radio and TV, and you're a big part of, of that. Pro- Do you know right away? Is it in the first couple of minutes when you meet these families? Is it uh, a longer process when you think, oh, "I got to get them on the radio telethon. Yeah. I got to get them on TV." I,
3: I mean, I think everyone who walks through those doors, you're like, "Oh my gosh, you're precious. You're beautiful. Yeah. You're 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 stunning." And but there's sometimes you see a personality that you're like, "Cause you know how hard it can be for a child to have a yeah. microphone in their face and have strange people talk to them." And so you really have to sort of look at them and say, "Can you do this?" And then sometimes they just hit it out of the park and and that's what i think for two days that's what our our patients were able to do and their parents were able to do
2: and not all of them were seven years old nope. some were you know uh 30s i mean every story yeah. was and you know you've done this more years than yeah, the you know, stories than are, than are so poignant and
0: so moving and they express them so well of course mm-hmm. they've lived them and they've lived through a lot of difficult times so i'm sure yeah. that uh, it probably helps make them more expressive, I think. And I don't know, yeah, maybe they just are, are looser because they have so much, they've been through so much and yeah, have so yeah, much you at would, Yeah, would
3: they have been like this without the cancer? Did the cancer create this sort of unbelievably amazing, joyful, contagious child? Or just, this it, is, you know, just who they were meant to be and they're supposed to sort of spread this?
2: The only thing I'll ask you, and it's a simple one and it's been a long 36 hours, but... You know, our family spent some time in there this year, too. I mean, we're no different than than hundreds of thousands of others, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So the kids can uplift you, but you guys uplift, you meaning everybody at Daniel Farber, uplift them. Do you feel that you're both feeding off each other?
3: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think, you know, families are always like, oh, thank you for this to all of our staff, the nurses, the doctors, my team. and, And we're like, no, 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 no thank you because we literally walk in every day and we're just you just take this energy and you just thrive with it and and I think um I I just don't have a day where I never want to walk into that clinic even if I know it might be one of those sad days or one of those days that you just don't want to sort of make it happen but you're just like you know what something's going to happen and it's going to be really something that is going to make it special.
1: And what's interesting, Chris, is that on the flip side of that, when Lisa says there are days she doesn't want to walk in, I heard uh, Carly Tobin yesterday say something that it's hard to believe. Dana-Farber makes having cancer fun. Mm -hmm. And you hear a young uh, woman say that, an amazing young woman, inspirational young woman. You realize, Lisa, that's a lot because of what you do, the events you put together, and your staff makes it so these kids know they're going in for a a really tough round A medicine to fight off the cancer and they look forward to it that's that's otherworldly
3: it's so cool and i think we're a very unique place where our nurses and our doctors oh my gosh they're they're a riot and they build these relationships with the kids where they have to go in and have their ports accessed and all but it's you know there's something about the the people that work at the dana farber cancer institute it's like they're just we're all meant to be there you know, I think that's the place where we belong, and and I just feel like from everybody who walks in there, they feel that they're home, you know, and I think all those families feel like this is their home.
0: We see that so often when you bring the teenage group to spring yeah. training and then to a game here or sometimes in the past on a trip, uh, the bonds that are formed between these kids. And, you know, teenagers uh, are not always the most agreeable, but uh, right. they all seem to mesh so well and... To have such great respect and uh, passion for one another. Well,
3: yeah, and I think what's interesting when these kids come on to our trips, they don't know each other. You know, they come to the clinic and they're getting their treatments maybe on different days, and they feel like they're the only teenager getting treated, and they feel so different and so isolated. And and all of a sudden, they agree to go on these trips because you know the the promise of Red Sox players and games and spring training. And um, but really, they get all that and they love it but the whole mission is to meet other kids. So when you ask one of these patients at the end of spring training, who was your favorite person you met? You're like, you're thinking, okay, it's gonna be Brock, which it usually is, but something like that, but it's like, no, oh, my roommate. Oh, Hmm. this was, and then they start talking about it and you're like, this is it. This is the magic. This is why we do it. It's just while we wait for the cure, we need to provide Hmm. A healthy, safe environment for our families, and and while we have their kids at spring training, the parents are getting a weekend, a moment to just breathe in for a second and really sort of pull themselves together and just get strong. So when their child comes back, they can fight the fight with their child again. And and these moms and dads who let their kids go on an airplane with us for two days, and and some of these kids are end of life, um, and their parents know that. They don't have much time with them. And I don't know, I just, there's so much trust that the parents put in the entire team that they say, you know what, you can give right now our kids something that they need more than sitting at home with us. And, um, and that's like, so that's beautiful. You know, that these parents are so unbelievably strong. Mm -hmm that just say, you know, take them and give them the magic and the joy and everything that goes along with that. Well,
1: this is where I make sure to bring up Todd Schwartz. Who yes. I, I Everyone's got their first memory of this event, and I think one of my first memories is listening to Todd and Steve Buckley and Glenn argue on the air about Red Sox stuff. Yeah. And Todd was a patient, and Todd was the one who told you, Lisa, to steal his quote, you're doing it all wrong. Yes and he said we need more trips like the spring training trip and and you well, give him a lot of the credit for this yeah. i give
3: him all the credit we had absolutely nothing it was it was just me and and i was doing these little day trips for teenagers i thought i was doing pretty good <laughs> and um and not many people i don't really take constructive criticism well no. <laughs> but he said no. <laughs> the club um, he sat me down and said no you're doing it wrong you have to take us away and I, i'm like i can't take you away you have cancer and um no 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 you can do it and and the thing about Todd, what makes it so special, and the story is always gonna be spoken because he knew he was never talking about it for him. He knew his cancer was one of those that research was down the line, but not for him. He wanted to make sure kids after him were impacted with this this experience that he knew they needed. And he was so right. I mean the first year, you know, as soon as I asked the nurses and doctors, can we do this? This isn't done in any other hospital and yes we can do it so the first year we took we took teens that were sort of kind of in the middle of their treatment doing okay stable took nurses with us we took doctors it was so successful and i really got what he meant because in an instant kids were talking about their hair loss or their nausea or and then they were talking about girls and boys and and regular stuff teenagers talk about and becoming friends and and now 17 years later of doing these trips we're we're taking 50 teens wow to Florida and we're taking kids that are in the middle of their treatment doing well and we're taking kids that are end of life because we have amazing nurses and amazing doctors that volunteer their time and say we're going to take whatever this child needs to get them on that plane. If they cannot get on that plane, we'll get them on a train and we take them to Florida on a train. You know, we just don't take no very easy at the Jimmy Fun Clinic. So um, I'm just so proud of the people I work with because I think we have an attitude where it's the kids first and um, and we can make it happen if it's possible we can we can do it and every year we get on that plane and i'm like damn we're doing it and uh and i think that's really that's really cool and joe really
1: you've had an the, amazing thing to say you've seen it up close for what since the the uh, the beginning of it you've seen the red sox interact with these kids and You've seen what it does to these, these kids at the spring training trip right up close. Yeah,
0: the spring training trip especially because you know, teenagers can be somewhat difficult at times. Uh, <laughs> but these kids all blend so well, and uh, they're so happy to be there to meet the players uh, and then to be with one another. And I know you have some late nights at the pool, at the hotels that are fun. And uh, it, it's so great to see. And, of course, uh, we've seen it that games when you do it here at fenway Mm -hmm. i think you went to atlanta
3: yeah we don't do the road trips anymore we stick to we stick to home which is really good and i think to be at fenway park is is very special because we have the support of the red sox all the time sam kennedy mike gordon who supports the boston the boston trip so you know the kids are able to go into the green monster they're able to sit up in the partner suite they're they're just doing everything that makes it perfect and um I just I just can't believe if Todd never put himself out there and said you're doing it wrong this wouldn't be happening and Mm -hmm. then the girls weekend wouldn't have happened and the other the other trips because it really just once we saw the magic we're like okay what else can we do and uh and we're doing it and so I think Todd's family is still very much involved with the Jimmy Fund and their mission has changed their mission is let's fight for the next child let's let's fight for the next parent that never has to lose their child
2: and speaking of fighting we're not done right we got 20 we, minutes we so got 20 minutes 8777381234
1: so uh we're going to ask you to donate right now and i, I will point out that uh, Chris Berman donated. Chris Berman announced on OMF a couple days ago that his uh, he did five games this year. I did. Along five, Joe. Yeah. What was Red Sox record during those games? One and four. Okay, I'm not going to blame you for that. But you, <laughs> I won't be back. I guess. But uh, the first. But one. If you want to be back, you'll be back because uh, not only were you amazing the last couple days on TV and radio. Uh, Chris has donated every dollar he's going to make from doing the games for WEI this year to the Jimmy Fund. Now. Might be like a 100 bucks based on my experience with Entercom, but <laughs> yeah uh that's an amazing thing you're doing chris thank well, you so no, much
2: I, no different than anybody else but it it's just it's the right thing to do. i knew i was going to do that in the winter when i signed on for these it's very cool games, but no need to not about me it's or our family i mean it, it, it's everyone that donates a dollar five bucks it's not or donates time maybe they yeah. hear this and go you know what i don't have much money, but i can help lisa with her group i mean they, they would have to be dana farber for but right. whatever you know what i'm right, saying right. i can become a volunteer there yeah to do
3: yeah
1: take someone from point a to point b so i it's i feel good doing it, it that's yeah. that's easy see you want to feel good pick up the phone and donate right now 877 want to donate 25 bucks with one text simple text K Cancer to 2222 we'll come back and uh we're going to wrap up the live portion of the weei nesson jimmy fun radio telethon live here from fenway park
0: hi this is joe torrey join me in supporting today's jimmy fun radio telethon whether it's hundred dollars or a thousand dollars your donations will directly benefit the many children who are suffering from cancer today at the dana farber cancer institute call now 877-738-1234
1: We need your help. All of a sudden, all at once, the whole crowd turned and roared, waving. And that was probably one of the first biggest emotional moments that my wife found I had, that, wow, we're not in this alone. These people are here for us. They don't know us, but they're here for us, to support us. Now back to Mud at Night and the 18th annual
0: WEEI and Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon.
1: Back here at Fenway Park, this is the Ness and Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon presented by the Arbella Insurance Foundation. An amazing 35 and now almost 36 hours here uh, from Fenway Park. The Red Sox uh, had a couple of tough days, but you folks have uh, donated in droves over $3.3 million. The 18th year this thing has happened, and uh, every year uh, the generosity continues to be there. And, and Joe, I know we're going to hear from you and, and Dave Roberts coming up after midnight But Dave is another one of these guys who not only dealt with it, but understands what the Jimmy Fund is about. Going back to Roger Clemens showing up in his uniform, to to Tim Wakefield, to David Ortiz. A lot of baseball players, Red Sox specifically, they understand how important this Dana-Farber-Red Sox relationship is.
0: Yes, and of course it saved his life uh, as he battled uh, Hodgkin's uh, disease. And he banded the Dodgers to probably his third straight World Series this year. It's a wonderful story, and uh, he owes it, he says, to the Jimmy Fund. The Red Sox put him up in an apartment. He was here a month and a half after he had the radiation out west and then came here for further treatment, and they saved his life, and he's so appreciative and such a wonderful guy. I mean, what a great spokesman yeah. for the Red Sox, for baseball, and especially for Dana Farber.
1: Chris, we're up close to it. You've uh, been a sportscaster at the highest levels. Is the Is the Red Sox Jimmy Fund – relationship unique is there any other team in sports you can think of that is type of partnership with a, an entity like the Jimmy Fund this type of connection
2: not this long that i'm aware of that yeah. doesn't mean that i would know
1: them all much
2: but i mean i mean this goes back a, obviously to what the 40s at 48 did 48 it started
0: yeah. wow. with the Braves you know, and know, I mean, with the Red Sox right Crazy. that's
2: that's when cancer was hopeless i, I guess i don't want to mm-hmm. say yeah. it. yeah uh not 100% of the time but so, no, I would say, Mutt, that uh, this is... You, you're growing up in New England. You, even though you don't know at eight years old, I think we talked about this on the air a little today, that, okay, what's cancer? I'm an eight-year-old kid and, and healthy, you know, and I, or yep. any of us. Jimmy, but you heard of it. Well, the Red Sox are involved, So it must be good, right? Like, we don't know really what it is, but it's good. And a lot of people are participating or talking about it. And it's... There are, you know, there... Most every team by now is deep into their community, and not only sure. baseball. And, and that's a sign of the times and a sign of. But this long, I, I, not that I'm aware of. And I, if I'm sliding one, I apologize because that's just just awesome as well. But um,
3: it. I think this is unique. I do. Yeah. Well, there's
0: nothing like it in pro sports.
3: Yeah, I think this is a gift that we've been given for. Many many years, and we're just so grateful to have it, and to sort of have them as our partners, which is really amazing. And what a great
0: story that was about finding the real Jimmy. Yes, in yes. the '90s. Yep. Everyone thought uh, that the real Jimmy Ina had Gustafson. passed away. They like, thought he know? had he passed away, right, Joe? They didn't, didn't. They thought he had. Yes, yeah. records were uh, not that well kept, and the, but his sister contacted uh, Dana Farber. They went through all the records to make sure it was true, and. He, he turned lovely. out to be the perfect guy, didn't yeah. he? What a great gentleman. He was a tractor-trailer truck driver, and he was able to represent uh, the Jimmy Fund at many events for probably three or four mm-hmm. years, and then he passed away rather suddenly. But what a legacy.
3: Yeah. No, I think it's it's amazing to see how far the Jimmy Fund has has come. You know, we look at the kids that we saw over these last two days, and, you know, in the clinic we have 80 to 90 kids each day that come in for treatment, you know? And, and that's just huge. When I first started, there was probably 30 that came in. And, and what that says is that people come from all over the world now. Hmm. I mean, we have so many different countries represented. We have different states represented. And that's really amazing. And so for my role, what's really cool about that is, is play is just a universal language, you know? I mean, there's nothing better than a smile to, to have someone who doesn't speak your language just sort of say, I feel safe
2: well here's what i would see to kind of follow up Mutz. what this is now versus what it was to those who weren't touched and didn't really know your cancer it, it's unbelievable hope it's hope mm-hmm. on like every level it's hope on okay research on that level on making advances not on how many different cancers are there i, I don't know 500 I mean, yeah, w- right. whatever right you're not solving them it's not like there it is mm-hmm. there we have a cure for all of them. Right. There's advance not like on one at a time. There's hope for the treatment that it's not only in the Jimmy Fund in, in most cases way back when. I mean, again, I wasn't around in the 40s, 50s really, but 50s I was, but you you, you were trying to lessen the pain only. Mm-hmm. Right? It's Just about. right. And what it represents with everybody that's listening and, and feels it, it, it's hope. And man, there's nothing better in life than Hope.
1: Well, we get that hope from people like Lisa Sherbert. Lisa, thank you so much for thank what you Matt. do, uh, not only for the Jimmy Fund and the kids, but what you do for us here at this event. Uh, you make our lives uh, uh, easy with this thing. Thank you so much for all your thank hard you, work Matt. and your entire team. Joe and Chris, great seeing you guys. Great job. Uh, we're going to say goodbye for now. You're going to hear from Dave Roberts and many others here coming up. And you can still donate because Lisa's story, she tells about spring training trips. They don't happen without your money at 877-877. A lot of people will thank. I'll forget some people, but everyone involved in this thing that includes uh, my colleagues on the air at WEI and Nesson, the on-off-air producers and production on the radio and the TV side, the volunteers who have been here the last couple of days, the folks at the Jimmy Fund who have put in their time and effort all year to build this event, the guests who took the time, the athletes, the coaches uh, who were here, the doctors telling us where their money goes, the patients and their families, the amazing patients and their families who have the courage to come on here and tell their story, some good, some bad, but they tell their story. Uh, our sponsors, who were a big part of this the last couple of days, they were, had the big dollars, and, and really, you. You listening, you donating, you tweeting. If you donated money, we thank you so much A lot of choices to donate this time of year. And you chose the Jimmy Fund and Dana-Farber. Can't thank you enough. Uh, And I want to mention our program director, Joe Zarbano, who took the baton from Jason Wolf on this event. uh, I'm not sure how many years ago. And he has not just uh, jogged with it. He has sprinted with it and done an amazing job of continuing uh, this Jimmy Fund going at a very high level. And, of course, Lisa and Molly, the entire Jimmy Fund team. Uh, You can still donate. We're sitting at $3,443,314. But that's going to go up. 877-738-1234. A lot more to come, but we're signing off live for now here from Fenway Park, the WEI Nesson, Jimmy Fun Radio Telethon presented by the Arbella Insurance Foundation. Hi, this is Brock Holt. Every dollar goes to Cancer Care and Research at the Jimmy Fund and Dana-Farber. You can pitch in today with a $10 gift by texting KCANCER to
0: 20222. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours